Burbank Mayor Constantine Anthony gave her a certificate of recognition. She got a pretty sweet cake, too, and a big old party. Shake that. <laughs> That's not what they played. Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. At 7:12, weather perfect for this kickoff. The Harley-Davidson Museum's first bike night is tonight. It happens on Thursdays through the spring, summer, and early fall. Of course, coming up this summer, the 120th anniversary celebration for Harley-Davidson. I recently caught up with Vice President of Harley-Davidson Museum, Bill Davidson. Yes, of those Davidsons. He is the great-grandson of one of the founders. I've known Bill personally for many years, and I have some mutual friends as well. These parties, these anniversaries and celebrations that we have, they are really special to Bill and the Davidson family. Wherever you go in the world, if, if Harley is there, there's a common bond. It's that camaraderie, and it just feels like family wherever I go. And to be able to celebrate an astounding 120 years of our great company here in Milwaukee and welcome people from all over the world, from all walks of life. It's an amazing experience. Bill Davidson there. So I mentioned bike night tonight, whether it's that or the huge anniversary parties or something at one of the dealerships as well. I can vouch for this. You, you do not have to be a rider, Eric, to be welcomed oh, no. at these events. To, and to appreciate the brand, to hang out with the riders, they're happy to talk to you. And the passion, they're from everywhere. Right, yeah. And uh, Bill talked about that too. Absolutely. We welcome people that don't ride with open arms. You know, just um, clowns like me, right? That's right. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, I'm a fan. I just don't ride. But I, I love being around the riders, yeah. and I love being around it, all of you. There's a lot it, of value there. And, and it's a lot of fun. You know, the, the riding community lifestyle is really, if I had to sum it up, it's fun. Sure is. Factory sale at the Harley-Davidson shop as well this weekend. Saturday test rides for the 2023 lineup also begin this weekend. A few other things about the 120th that we're learning this summer. That's going to be July 13th through the 16th. The museum has a lot of free activities on the grounds. Bands will be playing. That entertainment is free. Demo rides and tours of the powertrain plant on Pilgrim Road. That'll be back and popular. And then ticketed activities at Veterans Park with concert headliners Green Day and Foo Fighters. Bike night tonight, 5 to 9 at the museum. HarleyDavidson.com for more info. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The Green Bay Packers have officially extended Jordan Love to his one-year contract extension on Wednesday. Head coach Matt LaFleur speaking. He knows with Jordan and his supporting cast, they must simply just get back to doing their job in 2023 in order to regain their success. I think Jordan has, has done an outstanding job just kind of picking his brain and learning from Aaron. It's it's also, you know, we've got some younger tight ends. We've got a bunch of young wideouts. So it's, it's about the collective and how we come together and what we want to be on the field. Speaking of those younger players, the Packers will get a good look at their crop of rookies this weekend as they begin rookie minicamp on Friday. The team, after selecting a few of the top tight ends, it will be a position the head coach wants to keep his eye on heading into the season. Certainly, they've got a lot of growth. I think that's one of the positions that there is a little bit 
of a transition from the college game to the NFL and, and just in some of the things schematically that we're going to ask them to do, not only in the pass game but in the run game. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see how it evolves over the course of OTAs and uh, our offseason program and into training camp. The Packers will wrap up their rookie minicamp over the weekend and they will look ahead to May 11th, a week from now, when the NFL is set to release its schedule. Over to the Diamond, where Kyle Freeland went five scoreless against the Brew Crew, and Milwaukee drops its third game in a row, this time by a final of 7-1, to one, a snooze fest at the plate for the Brewers. They struggled to find their way on the offensive side during this road trip, only having three combined runs in Colorado through the first two games, and only five hits last night. We're just not getting enough traffic and creating opportunities and you know, no no long balls. The Brewers get one more game here in Colorado. They'll look to try and salvage at least one win here against the lowly Rock- Rockies before they head to San Francisco for a three-game set. Wade Miley will get the start today with a first pitch of 210. You can tune in to full coverage right here on WTMJ. Of course, your home of the Brewers, beginning at 135. Coming up. You're going to need a bigger boat. One of the biggest boats cruising the Great Lakes is due in Milwaukee today. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Today, first giant cruise ship of the season will glide majestically under the Hone Bridge. You're going to need a bigger boat. First of 31 port of call visits here in Milwaukee this year. You can watch, you can see it, and get used to it because Milwaukee is really solidifying itself as a cruise destination. I spoke with the director of Port Milwaukee, Jackie Q. Carter. So the Viking Octantis, um, the, it first came to Port Milwaukee in 2022. Um, that was the inaugural season for that vessel and uh, it's one of the it is one of the largest ships that's able to enter the Great Lakes through the Seaway Locks. Viking now has built a second ship identical to it that will also visit Milwaukee this year, the Viking Polaris. We're talking with Jackie Q. Carter. She's director of Port Milwaukee. One of my favorite things to see with these big cruise ships coming in, Jackie, is when it when they just barely squeeze under the Hone Bridge. I'm sure there's more clearance there than it looks like, right? <laughs> Yeah, it, it it there is. It looks really close um, when you're far away, but there's there's clearance, and those are things that we're we're checking all the time. Even before vessels start to build or uh, companies start to build vessels, they're looking at the engineering and you know where they're able to go and those clearances. So there's people who are working on that on on the other side before those ships ever see the waters. So when the ships come in, then where do they actually dock? So this this particular vessel, the one that'll be here. Uh, that, that's coming in first for the season, that one will be docked at our city heavy lift dock. Now, the reason it's docked there is because it, it requires a, a deeper draft for that vessel to okay. dock. What, what we are planning, though, with Port Milwaukee is we're going to be investing in a South Shore cruise dock, which would put a new cruise dock terminal on the east face of the, the parcel right behind the Lake Express car ferry. So right now we have a a cruise dock there that's on the south face, but we're going to be building up the infrastructure so that we can take those larger vessels out of the current city heavy lift dock where this vessel is parked and put it on the the east face right behind the cruise ferry. And the reason we want to do that is because where the vessel is docked right now, it's it's going to be in the middle of our commercial operations. And so when a cruise ship is docked there, then security is at a different level. We have to kind of 
think about our operations in a different way. And so we want to be able to separate those two things. And so we'll invest there. But we also have the uh, Pier Wisconsin dock, which is the one most folks are, are most familiar with. That's the one right down by Discovery World where you can see the ship. There's a lot of a lot of different vantage points that you can see the ship when it's docked at Pier Wisconsin. And so we want to be able to get the, the Viking vessels and those larger vessels on the Great Lakes into spaces where, you know, folks who are interested in seeing them can do that uh, without being in the middle of our commercial operation. It's so interesting, too, Jackie, because it's sort of back to the future, right? We have Port Milwaukee has been so important for cargo on the Great Lakes over the years, but originally it was the spot that the first outside settlers came here and met with the native peoples of this land. And so we're kind of going back to that of travelers using the port. That's right. That's right. The Kashubs have a, a very long uh, history here at the port. Um, they're still very connected. We still have Kashubs Park that's down in our uh, commercial uh, operation space. And the uh, Kashub descendants also have a, an annual picnic that they come and they visit the port. So we, we do always want to honor that history, and you're exactly right. We are getting back to kind of the roots of where Port Milwaukee began. So you also deal in a whole lot of cargo, but when your cargo is thousands of tourists, that has a real ability to impact Milwaukee as a whole. Yeah, that, it, that's, that's very true. We, we work with our, our partners here in the city and also in the state. So Visit Milwaukee is very involved with helping us to think about how we welcome passengers, you know, what kinds of resources and opportunities we're able to connect them with. We've got a great land operator here through Great Lakes Shore Excursions who helps to put together a lot of those itineraries where folks who are getting off of those vessels are visiting local businesses, they're staying at the hotels here, they're uh, eating at the restaurants, and so they get to really see the best of what we have to offer. Um, And Travel Wisconsin is also a partner that helps us to think about this, not just so that it impacts Milwaukee, but expands beyond that into other parts of the state. Should be a cool scene. The Viking Octantis coming in this morning. Now, the arrival time is listed, Eric, at 1130. Okay. Which I would think, what, give it a half hour where it would be visible at least? Oh, for sure. But you could see it way out on the horizon, if you will, Mm -hmm. as it's coming in. I wouldn't be later than 11. Because then it's got to, like I said, squeeze under the Hone Bridge there, and we got high squeeze. lake levels too. Come on, it's gonna look, it's gonna look close, man. Lake is high. Ooh, I'm adding a little intrigue. I wonder if it's gonna make it. A little fake news action going on. Here. <laughs> Somebody figured that out already. You would have to think. Port Milwaukee lists a few great spots to watch or pull in if you like. East Erie Street near American Family Insurance Amphitheater. So that's down there in the third ward. If you go like kind of all the way to the end, if you're gonna park for Summerfest right by the mm-hmm, amphitheater. Mm-hmm. There's some public space available there where you can watch it come in. I think that's that's your pick spot. They've got Harborview Plaza at the end of Greenfield Avenue. That'd be another good, good okay, location. Yeah. And then the Milwaukee County Riverfront Boat Launch Site, that's 600 South Water. Uh, they list those as great spots to see the ship come in. Uh, I should also mention, too, Milwaukee has landed on the National Geographic Best of the World list for places to visit in 2023. Wow, there you go. Best of the world. There are only five U.S. destinations listed there, and Milwaukee is one of them. And in part, it's because of stuff like this. Did you take a Great Lakes cruise? What do you want to see? Detroit, Cleveland, Erie, PA? I don't know. Nah. No? <laughs> Why not? Maybe the Mackinac Bridge. Yeah, you get to go under the bridge or something. That'd be cool. It'll go up to, it, it does Detroit, go up to Duluth. I, suppose. I guess I'd, I'd, I'd go to Detroit. Sure you would. I mean, I don't well, you don't have to get off, and... I guess. You just hang on the ship then. <laughs> if nothing interests you in Detroit. So ship comes in, I would say, about 11 o'clock this morning. 11.30 is the official arrival time. Boat race. 
No. That's her. I don't want it to be. That is Princess Leia singing. You never saw this movie? No. It was not one of the nine. <laughs> but it is apparently part of the canon. The Star Wars Holiday Special. That's right. There was a Star Wars holiday special that came out in 1978 on CBS. It aired in prime time once. One time. <laughs> and it was awful. It included uh, all of the main characters, Carrie Fisher, as you heard, Harrison Ford. How did they get them to do this? Contractually well, obligated. There probably was a little bit of that, Debbie, but that's what's so funny about this, because George Lucas, over the years, has says, oh, I, you know, I didn't really have much to do with this. It wasn't really. No, that's not the truth. That's not the truth. He had a lot to do with it. And I spoke with Stephen Kozak. He is the producer and director of a documentary called A Disturbance in the Force. It airs tonight. It screens tonight awesome. in the Milwaukee Film Festival. Had a half-hour conversation with him. He's a fascinating guy. And he said, no, George Lucas very much involved in this. The first couple of years, he was like, yeah, we made a mistake. Yeah, we should have known this. Then, like, 10 years later, it's like, these guys were doing this show, and I let them do this. And then... 45 years later, he doesn't even remember who the production company was, what channel it was. <laughs> yeah, none of that is true. <laughs> I don't remember any holiday special. Right. Kozak says no, because he actually wrote the treatments. He was involved in it. He wrote a treatment for it, a, a horrific treatment that we explore in the documentary that includes Raquel Welch as an imperial spy. I mean, Lucas' <laughs> yes. treatment is so much weirder than wound up happening. Right. In fact, uh, so Raquel Welch was not in the movie, but B. Arthur was. Look, I'm sorry. We are closed. The Empire just imposed a curfew on this planet. Everybody has to leave right now. <laughs> yeah, what? curfew on the planet. What? So anyway. Was she if, tending bar? <laughs> yes, she was a bar owner. Who's she talking to? It's the customers. Various customers? Yeah, and some of them aliens and others. I have it all online. If you'd like to watch, <laughs> here's what we got yes. for you. Uh, so Stephen Kozak, great conversation. He's in town. He'll be there tonight at the Oriental for the screening for the Milwaukee Film Festival. And I what is screening at the film festival is not the holiday oh, special. Yes. I'm sorry. Thank you. For, yes, it is a documentary about the making of it and why it was made and why it was <laughs> how, so How this awful. happened. Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, it's called A Disturbance in the Force. Stephen Kozak is his name. So if you want to hear the podcast or if you want to actually watch the movie or get links to, or tickets for the movie tonight or watch the actual Special that was... <laughs> yes, that's up there, too. All of it is on there. You can see um, Chewbacca's kid. Just text the word SPECIAL to 855-616-1620 in the old National Bank talk and text line, and we will send you it all back. And by the way, very special. We have a 5Q, the return, at 8.30 this morning. And the Brewers were not real good at baseball last night. Brandon Snide tells that story next in sports. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. Behind five scoreless innings from Rocky starter Kyle Freeland, the Brewers and their offense dropped their third game in a row, this one by a final score of 7-1. The Brewers will look to try and salvage a game here against the Rockies before they head to San Francisco where another three-game set. Wade Miley does get the start today for the Brew Crew with a first pitch of 2-10. Brewers 360 is sponsored by Outdoor Living Unlimited. All right, we talked a lot about today, May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Star Wars Day. And the Brewers always do an awesome Star Wars theme night, except they're on the road. 
So they're in Colorado. What do we got? One more today, you said? One more today. And then so, three in San Fran. Boy, we got to get out of Colorado, apparently. I feel like we're on the road, like, the whole... <laughs> and out west, too. I like, know. With these late starts. No, thank you. But uh, Brewers, when they come home on the next homestand, will have Star Wars Day at American Family Field. And the big giveaway night is going to be May 13th. So that's Star Wars night presented by Eric. WTMJ. 620 WTMJ home of the Milwaukee Brewers. And we came up with a good one. I don't know if we came up with it. Did someone in this building come up with this? This would be something that we would come up with, though. That's true. We should have been consulted on Star mm-hmm. Wars night. I don't even know if I would have come up with something that this good. So the bobblehead they're giving away on Star Wars night, May 13th at American Family Field, is the Bob Euchre bobblehead called Uke Skywalker. He's, uh, if folks are watching us on the live stream, I'll hold it up for you. Should I hold it up here, Pancake? Okay, there you go. There he is. So it's, it's looking good. It's Bob Euchre in like the Jedi robe. Then he's got like the hood and everything and a lightsaber, blue lightsaber for Uke. Ooh, <laughs> symbolic. Right, let that tell you. Does Send that mean? You a what does that mean? What does the blue lightsaber mean? That's generally the good guys use the blue it lightsabers. Is? Okay. Yeah. Red's bad. And red was uh, Vader's choice. Okay. Then Luke came in with his green one in Jedi. So that's what. What's the date again on that one? May thirteenth. So this is May thirteenth, Star Wars night at American Family Field. You get the Uke Skywalker bobblehead. Seven forty-eight. Mark Tauscher is up next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Was oh, it trivia day? Producer Greg Pancake Hill reminding me we have trivia today. Brandon, do we have trivia today? We have trivia. <laughs> okay, I'm the only one who forgot. I need a player. Old National Bank talk and text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. 855-616-1620. Caller number five plays trivia with Tausch. It's the most important pick you'll make all week. Who are you going to pick? This guy? He's ripping out like this guy. And eating a lot of Cheetos. For him. I'll be honest, I never heard of this. What is it? The Wilford Brimley Soccer Club? The choice is yours. It's time for Trivia with Tausch on Wisconsin's Morning News. Mark Tauscher on Wisconsin's Morning News is sponsored by your southeastern Wisconsin Chevy dealers. And it is trivia today. Morning, Tausch. Good morning, boys. I understand uh, you guys are lightsabered up with uh, Darth Vader masks on this morning. Well, Eric and I have shirts on. That's about the extent of it. But yes, we're we're in full okay. May the Fourth spirit. A good start. May the Fourth be with yeah, you. It's a good start to the day. Are you a Star Wars guy, Tausch, or no? I, you know what? I'm not. I I, I remember watching because it was a big deal in the '80s when I was a young fella. But no, I have not gotten. I mean, I think we all appreciate the. I'm not your father, or I'm your father, and all that stuff. But I don't. Oh, spoiler alert! What's the? What's the? Jeez, he's a I, you know what? Let me pull that back. I don't know who your father is. That's right. Okay. Uh, I, I still, I think when they started getting into all the prequels and everything else, uh, that's where I, it just became a little overwhelming, and I kind of walked away. That's kind of where I'm at. With I think Brandon was on, on board with the yeah, other two. He much. just got confused at a yeah. point, and now he's out. All right, we got yeah, to get to trivia. It, it's yeah, it gets messy, but I think a couple. Uh, who's the who's the big fella? Uh, the big Jabba? character in the yeah. Hey, Jabba needs more love. That's the that's the <laughs> okay. lasting message I get. Let's bring in Kevin in Milwaukee to play trivia with us with us this morning. Kevin, you got to pick me, Eric, or Mark Tauscher to get the question right, or 
You can say Brandon stumps us all, and if you are correct, you win a huge prize. Who's it going to be? B. Which one is B? <laughs> I forgot now. <laughs> I think it's you. Why yes. don't you say the name? <laughs> Why don't you just tell us who you'd like to have play? All right, here's what I'm going to do. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Go ahead. Let's just have wait, a wait, 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 Mark. What, who, what? Some, who do you want? You, Kevin, you, who do you want? B, I thought I said. Yeah, who is like that? which person? Oh, uh, you, Vinny. Uh, very well. There we go. I will, I, I will take that mantle. Probably. Well, I'll tell you what. Hey, we gave uh, Pancake a lot of grief last week for how trivia went. I think pancakes is running a lot smoother than this one. <laughs> and we haven't even started. <laughs> That's my point. <laughs> All right, go ahead, well, well, Tausch, I'm sorry about this. This is a Star Wars-related question, so you might be out of the loop Good on this one. But That's All okay. Right. Uh, question yeah. is, how fast did Han Solo do the Kessel Run? Oh, 12 parsecs. Yep. <laughs> Eric's yep. right. Yeah. I chimed uh, in. Eric shouted out. You did so. chime. I know you knew it. That's why I had right. to get in there. Worst, <laughs> <laughs> Worst trivia ever. Yeah. What just happened? Wait, did you know. say B? Did I hear a B in there? <laughs> you did. So what do, what do we do with Kevin here? He uh, picked me. I think Kevin should get it. I think he should get a prize. Yeah, I agree. I think I should get it. But I'll give. All right, Kevin. Why? Here's here's the wait, ruling for me. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, okay. Why would Kevin get a prize? He didn't pick who won. Well, well so I didn't get to finish the question. <laughs> That's thank you. Alex Trebek asked questions if people buzzed in early. Well, they I don't didn't want Kevin it, right? to suffer from the fact that I tried to chime in as opposed to just shout out the answer. I thought my, you went my with Bing the Bing was going to you. It's kind of on you, isn't it? It's uh, uh, you know what? You're probably hmm. right. Every this is the part. Everybody gets a, a medal, right? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> All right, hang on. My executive ruling on this. Here's here's where we can compromise. We give Kevin the prize, but right. Eric gets the W. Tech on a technicality. That seems as fair. That seems fair. Because that doesn't uh, hurt do you want Kevin. Tiebreaker. I want to. No, I'm curious. Well, we could do a tiebreaker, or I'm also curious what the clues were for this one. But yeah, go they, ahead. Go they, run, run through the clues. They quick. weren't very good because oh. I didn't know anything about the question. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, we, we, well, could do, we could do a little bit of a tiebreaker. Isn't one. there what? What doesn't one of the films feature the feature the yes. castle run? Yeah, it right. happens in the solo movie. Okay, yeah. right. That was it. Oh. Yeah. I think he gets to walk away with something. All right, Kevin. We win. haven't had a winner in a while. I get the uh, Eric gets the W. Kevin gets the prizes. All, all agreed. Agreed. Tosh, you good with that? I, I mean, am I happy about it? No, but I am a team player, so I'll agree. I think it's complete. You know what? But yeah, I'll agree. All right. We'll see. Now we've made progress this morning. All right. We'll talk again tomorrow, Tosh. <laughs> see ya.